This podcast is sponsored by the Kerry Golston Ministries International, continuing the vision for end time ministry. Be sure to purchase Kerry Golston's first ever publication, Go Teach My People Faith, co-authored by Pastor Lisa Williams, now available on Amazon.com. We believe that you'll receive wisdom, understanding, favor of God and men, help to all your flesh and bones, and revelation knowledge as you partake of the word. And we believe that your faith is growing exceedingly in Jesus' name. Amen. Come visit us at 160 West 129th Street in Harlem, New York. We'd love to see your face in the place. But for now, enjoy today's message. Pastor Patrick Daza from uh, Davidton, South Africa. Amen. Come, come, my brother, former. Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. Just, uh, just for a moment, just greet the people here, and uh, you know, do what you always make me do when I come to you. <laughs> All right. Amen. Hello, everybody. Hey, when first. Uh, David had slain the Goliath. He spoke to King Saul, and thereafter he met Jonathan, and his heart was knitted to Jonathan. The same with Pastor Kerry. When he first came to South Africa, I came to meet him through my father, who is also a bishop, and my father left him in my care. And since then, year after year after year, he has been in my care, and I have learned a lot from him. You can see me, I'm still young, and yet I have learned a lot from Pastor Kerry. I thought he was going to give me money, but he gave me faith. <laughs> now, for the past nine, ten years, the church actually came to understand faith on a higher level. And as I'm standing here, I'm excited. I've been going around with him throughout this day, and I'm happy to see him. That it is not something that he preached when he comes to me. It is something that he lives. Therefore, that makes me excited. With those few words, I'm saying, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Pat. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's doing, uh, he's doing some marvelous things back in South Africa. And uh, I'm pushing him. I'm pushing him to do more. He, uh, uh, he's been uh, awarded a tract of land in uh, there in South Africa, in Davidton, uh, where the church is. And uh, originally, he, uh, his heart was to, was to put up a tent on that piece of land for his church. And I immediately went to prayer. So everybody put up a tent. I don't know, I believe for a building. Let's get a building. Let's not be like everybody else. Everybody get a tent. And so I asked him uh, when he came to me uh, on yesterday, I picked him up from the airport and I asked him what was happening with it. And he said that uh, he had decided that he's going to put up a structure. He's going to build up a building. Amen. I said, go ahead, Jesus. Prayer works. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So he's, he's putting his faith to work. And that, that just, uh, it just excites me to see that it's, 
it's it's working because as I said to them when I first went there, that uh, faith works the same here in South Africa that it does back in New York, that it does in Houston, that it does in California. All you have to do is work it. And uh, I'm seeing him work it, and I believe that uh, they are going to be a testament, a testament to the faith of God right there in, in their hometown. And you're going to see some, some mighty works from that place. So I'm excited to have him. He's, uh, he's staying with me. I, uh, I thought about putting him in a hotel. I says, no, he doesn't let me go to a hotel when I go to, go to South Africa. He makes me come with him. So I said, I want to make him come with me. Amen. <laughs> so, amen. So he's, he's staying with me and, uh, and, uh, we're just having a grand time. Amen. So praise God. The family continues to grow. That's the bottom line. Amen. That's, that's the will of God. That's God's uh, plan is that the family continue to grow and that we're all brothers and sisters, no matter how far away it is, and that we ought to be able to fellowship one with another, and also we ought to show hospitality one to another. Amen? So that's what the Lord is doing it for, and that's, uh, that's one of the reasons for the prosperity message. See, it would be very easy, very simple, to just uh, hand him some money to do some things. But just as he said, you know, he was expecting me to give him money, and I gave him faith. I gave him faith. He can get all the money he needs. Amen. Amen. See, I'm limited to the amount of money that I can give him, but God is not limited. So if I give him faith, he can get all the money he needs. And bless God, that, that place will be built. Amen. It will be built strong and tall, and, and it will be a, a testament, as I said. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Praise the Lord. Pleasant trees out of the way. Now we move on. Hallelujah. Let me, let, me, let me begin by saying this. To me, now this may be, this may be a, uh, this may be a personal thing, but I don't believe it is, but you have to be the judge of that. I personally believe, and I believe I'm scriptural in doing so, I believe that loyalty is one, one of the principal things. Loyalty. Loyalty. Folk have to be loyal. If they're not loyal, you can't trust them. Amen. They are not to be trusted. That's the bottom line. There's no other way around it. That, that's just it. And with me, that's it. See, my, my thing is, I'm very easygoing, and I'm probably easygoing to a fault. Because uh, Minister Rory can attest to that, that, you know, she want me to drop the hammer on people sometime, okay? And they deserve the hammer dropped, amen? But I, I just, that's just not my nature, and I have, to, I have to always go and pray, you know, Lord, how can I help them? How can I do it? You know, one more time, give them a, give them a break, you know, like that. That's just my nature. That's, 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 how, that's how I am. I just, I can't get away from that. And like I said, it's a fault. I know it's a fault. I got to work on it. Amen. That's why I have some of you around to help me. Like Minister Rory, see, she helped me. She said, the rules say. Amen. So, so I, you know, that's it. I, 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 uh, I, I confess I'm, uh, I'm guilty, but I'm working on it. But when it comes to loyalty, you want to see somebody turn into a tiger. Be disloyal. I will turn into a tiger. 
I will cut you up like shish kebab. As long as, you, as long as you're loyal, I'll go with you to the jumping off place. I'll follow you to the end. I'll be out there ducking bullets with you. But when you demonstrate or prove disloyalty, you're toast. You're toast. And I'm the last guy that you want that from because I am the most loyal person. And people, why do you keep messing with that? Can't help myself. That's just me. I know there have been several, not church fights, but ministry fights with individuals, uh, not really a fight, but, you know, they kind of got out of sorts with one another. And I was in relationship with both of them. So I, I couldn't leave one and just go to the other. That's just not me. So I stuck with both of them because I'm loyal. That's just me. Okay. I'm loyal until you show me something else. Amen. And I believe, I believe that comes from, like I said, people who think maybe that's just a personal thing, but I believe that comes from the word where God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I believe that's where that comes from. And I believe that's where I get it from that. Uh, uh, God said he'd never do it. Jesus said he'd never do it. The Holy Ghost is with you and will never do it. You might leave him, but he will never leave you. And that's the way I, and that's just my makeup. So when I see something the other way, it truly, it, it, it bothers me. It hurts me. But uh, some folk, some stuff you got to deal with. Soft or easy, hard or whatever, you got to deal with it. And uh, you don't deal with it, it'll deal with you. <laughs> Amen. That's, that's just it. Sometimes you just got to throw down. Amen. I don't mean you have to put up your fist, but you have to. You just have to say what needs to be said and let the chips fall where they may. Amen. So I want you to turn in your Bibles, please, because I'm going to do it biblically. You know that. Amen. I'm going to use the word. Matthew chapter 16. Now, see, this is uh, this is something that you would hope that you would not have to even bridge the subject. But this is the kind of re this is the reason why you need uh, the thing that we're going to do next month, the King's meeting for the ministers and those who, who believe they're called to ministry, because this is so telling in Matthew, the 16th chapter in the 21st verse. Matthew 16, 21. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him. Now, wait a minute now. Here's the student rebuking the teacher. That ought to tell you something right there. There's a problem. Okay? Then Peter took him, took Jesus, and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Jesus turned around. I'm sure he had fire in his eyes. And he said, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me. For thou savorest not the things that be of God, 
but those that be of men. Hallelujah. Now, he is not calling Peter the devil. He is saying that the devil is working through you, but you're allowing it. The devil is working through you, and you are allowing it. Okay? Now, back up to the seventh chapter of Matthew, and the 15th verse. Matthew chapter 7, verse 15. Beware false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. Did you catch that? Wherefore, by their fruits, you shall know them. Go back to 15. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Say, how are you going to know? You know them by their fruit. What kind of fruit are you bearing? How many folk got saved? What's built up because of you? What's built up as a result of your so-called prophesying? Are you building up or are you tearing down? Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing. Oh, praise the Lord, sister. Praise the Lord. Oh, God is good, isn't he? But you know, I don't know about what Pastor said the other day. What do you think about that? You're a wolf. You're a wolf in sheep's clothing. You don't know about it. You go to God about it. You don't need to go to sister nobody about it. You are a wolf. And like Pastor Hilliard says, call a wolf a wolf. And call a wolf to him, his face a wolf. You are a wolf. When they want to prophesy to you, ask them, what kind of fruit have you borne? Show me your fruit. Yeah, I know it's getting ugly up in here, ain't it? I tell you, I, when, I, when I run into disloyalty, I get, I get ugly. You are a wolf. 
There's no two ways about it. That's what you are. Well, I don't know if I, I don't know if I believe that. Then your thing is you either pray about it or leave. You don't need to go to somebody else and try to convince them why you don't believe that. You're a wolf. I'm going to try to get through this without naming names. I'm going to try real hard. Okay? I may not be successful, but I'm going to try. Because I'm upset. Hallelujah. Okay? Let's look at uh, uh, 24. Let's go over to 24. The uh, tenth verse. Now I know that this this is this is referencing a time in the future for the Jewish people, but there are applications, there are spiritual applications that I want you to see. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another, and many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Then look at the 21st, 24th verse. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Even the good ones can be deceived by them because they come so humbly with sheep's clothing on. But the word declares, you'll know them by their fruit. So I want everybody in here to know, when anybody comes to you and they have a word for you, especially a word for you against the leadership, they're a wolf. They are a wolf, and you need to say it to their face. As soon as they say it to you, say, wolf! So everybody around you knows. Because, see, they like to sneak around in the dark. They like to sneak around to people after service. If it's God, why you can't stand up and prophesy to everybody? How come you can only prophesy privately after service in the corner in the dark somewhere where nobody can hear you but the one that you're trying to deceive? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Mark 13. I said, Lord, why me? You know I'm easy going. I don't like no waves. I don't mess with nobody. I don't bother nobody. I don't. I don't mess with nobody. You know, I, I try to take people to the end. I help them. I do everything I can do for them. And here you, you know, they, they're going to send these stinking devils 
these stinking wolves to come up in here to try to start some mess. Why? I ain't bothering nobody. Go back and somebody who bothered somebody. No, you are bothering somebody. So that's why the devil wants to do that. Hallelujah. Mark 13, 22. Here we go again. For false Christ and false prophets shall rise and shall show shines and wonders to seduce, if it were possible, even the elect. Notice that terminology, to seduce. They want to seduce people. They want to sound so holy and so righteous and so so pure. I'm just trying to get the truth to you. If you have so much truth, how come you ain't bearing no fruit? If you have so much truth, how come it ain't happening for you? If you have so much truth, how come God ain't doing for and with you what he's doing with the one you try to talk about? You're just a jealous wolf. I ain't talking to nobody in here. I'm just, I'm just, see, because I, I found out something. And it's very interesting to me. It doesn't matter who's here and who's not here. Seems like everybody gets the word when I speak it from here. Everybody. Sometimes it's folk I haven't seen in three weeks. They'll show up to church. Ooh, I heard that message. I said, well, how you hear it? I ain't seen you in a month. Yeah, we, we. They seem to hear it. So I, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't concern myself. I know it'll get out there. Hallelujah. Because it needs to get out there. Because there's only one who comes to kill, kill, steal, and destroy. Anything that kills, steals, or destroys comes from the devil. Anything. I don't care what you're doing. If whatever you're doing, including prophet lying, you're, you're set to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And if it's you, you need to recognize it, repent, and turn around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. I, I, I have a... a yeah, okay, Lord, I'll do that. Turn to Proverbs 6, please. Proverbs, the sixth chapter. Prophesy, chap <laughs> Prophesy chapter 6. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Prophesy chapter 6. Verse 16. These six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. It's very clear. It's very, very clear. God hates he who spreads discord among brethren. God hates he who 
has a proud look and a lying tongue. God hates people with wicked imaginations looking to kill, to steal, and to destroy. You say, well, why are you telling us this? Because I want you to be aware and I want you to stand up and to identify. The only one who likes secrets is the devil. When somebody want to come to you, they always want to lay hands on you. They always want to prophesy to you. They always got a word for you from God. You need to see what kind of fruit they're bearing. And I'd ask them, what kind of fruit are you bearing? Because the word says, I'll know you by your fruit. The word declares in Hebrews 1, let's turn there. I'm doing pretty good. I'm calm and everything. Amen. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past, time past, time past. That means in the past, used to, before. There is a certain time that this occurred. Spake in time past unto the Father by the prophets in the past God spoke to the fathers through the prophets in time past not today hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son whom he hath appointed heir of all things by whom also he made the worlds prophecy is never supposed to be for the direction of your life. Never. Anybody coming to you to prophesy to you where you should be, where you should go, when you should do it, and how you should do it, who you should marry, when you should leave your job, they are lying. That's a proper lie. You see all the scriptures I read to you before about false prophets, false prophets, false prophets, false prophets. I read that so many times in so many different accounts to let you know that they're all false prophets. Yes, they could be a prophet, but they could be a false one. Don't swallow everything that somebody says. If it doesn't line up with this book, you need to reject it, spit it out, and you need to let others know, wolf! That is a wolf. Wolves love to split churches. They love it. That is their job. That's what they come for. And they come with a smile on their face, shaking hands with everybody, loving on everybody. And most of the time, you got to support them. They're always looking for a handout. That's some of the fruit of a wolf. I'm getting fired up. Trying to be cool, you know, but I, but I am. See, see, I, I get up. See, I, I don't buy. I don't. I, I half don't care because I learned how to not be offended. But when you start messing with the sheep, I, I get I get riled up. See, I, I get riled up because uh, God has put the sheep in my charge, and He's gonna hold me accountable for them. If I don't say something, you know, hey, it's on my head. So uh, these these things. <laughs> God is not using prophets to direct 
anybody's life today. He does not do it. He does not do it. So when they want to pull you off into a corner to prophesy to you, you know you got a wolf. And don't let no wolf corner you. Keep him out in the middle. Keep him right out in the middle. And when they started, what did you say? Did you say you don't believe what pastor preached this morning? That's exactly why you treat a wolf. Then they'll skulk out the door. Because see, they want it in secret and quiet. So they can spread discord. You don't tell this one and so that that one can tell their wife and then their wife can tell their friend and, you know, try to cause a split somewhere. So they can move on to their next conquest because that split will try to follow them. They don't need you to follow them because they ain't got nothing to give you. That's why he says you know them by their fruit. They don't have no fruit. They have no fruit. They have no fruit. Hallelujah. But I took care of the pleasantries first. Amen. I took care of the pleasantries first, didn't I? Amen. I ain't mad. I'm happy. I'm happy. And the reason I'm happy is I've identified the wolf. I've identified the wolf. And I'm just waiting for the next wolf move so I can skin him. The very next wolf move, I'm going to skin him. I'm going to skin him alive. Hallelujah. Next. Acts 20. See? Mess with the guys who, who go for bad. See, the guys who go for bad, usually they ain't bad. Don't mess with the guy who's quiet and nice. <laughs> I'm telling you, don't do it. I done told, how many times have I given you my testimony about being the little skinny kid that they used to beat up, and, you know, talk about all the time and whatnot until one day. I had enough. And I've been a tiger ever since. You don't, you see, you don't, don't mess with them guys. See, that little guy in the corner looked like he ain't, he couldn't fight his way out of a paper bag. Don't mess with him. He will eat you alive. I'm telling you. Okay. One more scripture. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. Two more scriptures. I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians, please. Just two more scriptures. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. First Corinthians chapter 14. First Corinthians chapter 14. In the 14th chapter of First Corinthians, in the third verse, the word says, But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. When a wolf tries to prophesy to you, it doesn't edify, it doesn't build anybody up, it tries to tear people down. It does not exhort. It does not encourage people. Now, that's not saying a prophet can't 
can't speak a word from God. But if the prophet speaks a word from God, don't look for it to kill, to steal, and destroy because it didn't come from God if that's what they speak. It didn't come from God. Over in, in Acts, the word said that a prophet came and prophesied, uh, but he was operating in a higher gift than simple prophecy. He was acting as a prophet of God, and he says, Thus saith the Holy Ghost. And he took a, took a belt and tied it around him, and he said, This is what the Holy Ghost says is going to happen to the man who wears this girl when he goes to that next city. He just told him what was going to happen. He didn't tell him direct his life. There is a difference. Well, maybe you, you know, maybe you could, maybe you could be, uh, you know, at a higher place at another ministry. They don't recognize your abilities here. Wolf! That's not God. And that's not prophecy. That's prophet lying. And you're about to get skinned. Last. You know, the only thing I'm doing is waiting for the Holy Ghost to give me the okay. That's all I'm waiting for. If he give me the okay, I'm going to be teeth, hair, and eyebrows all over the concrete. Just give me the okay. That's all I'm doing. I'm trying to do it his way. Amen. I'm trying to do it his way. This ain't no way to act with a guest in the house, but if the Holy Ghost say do it, it's got to be done. No matter the difference who's in the house. He may need it to take back home. There's probably some wolves there too. True. <laughs> Amen. See? Amen. Praise God. All right. Final scripture. Acts chapter 20. See, usually the wolf thinks that you, you won't say anything because you're afraid they'll leave. Duh! <laughs> Acts chapter 20. <laughs> Most wolves, when they come, they never add anything all they do is take away. So you don't miss a thing when a wolf leaves. And the sheep are better off. Acts chapter 20 verse 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. So you see, this is serious business. When he makes you an overseer or something, he's holding you accountable that you watch over those sheep and don't let the wolf get them. Verse 29. For I know this, that after my departing, Jesus saying, once he, you know, and Paul was saying, once, I, once I'm gone, he's speaking about in, in terms of Jesus also. For I know this, that after my departure shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Grievous wolves. 
savage. They are savages. Also, of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things. What? Speaking perverse things. Now I have a little, I have a little letter next to perverse things. And in my margin, it says contrary things. Watch this now. Speaking contrary things. In other words, I preach blue. They take you in the corner and say, no, it's really red. That's a wolf. That's a wolf. That's a wolf. And I know it firsthand. I remember when the Lord told me to leave the church that I was in. The little church I told you about right here in Harlem. There was plenty I could have said negative about the pastor, about the church, about the ministry in general. But when I was leaving there, several people tried to stop me to ask me why I was leaving, and I would refuse to talk to them. Because it's not my place to be a wolf and say, I'm leaving because God told me to leave because something's wrong up in here, blah, 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 blah. Then that would encourage them to get up and follow me. That's not my place. I'm not a wolf. He told me to leave, so I left, and I didn't say nothing to nobody else. And I certainly didn't speak perverse things or speak opposite of what they were preaching. Right or wrong, that's not my business. God put them in place. If you don't agree with it, leave. It's not your place to get to go and find somebody to spread discord and preach something different. Oh, I don't believe that message. I don't believe. Keep it to yourself. Go get your own church and preach your message. You're a wolf. Let me finish reading. 29 again. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. In other words, they don't care anything about the flock. They don't care anything about the sheep. It's all about them. Also of your own selves shall men arise. In other words, right from in your own midst, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. They have a motive to draw away disciples to follow them. And they got no fruit. So when the sheep get out there following them, they're going to fall in the ditch just like they're in the ditch. And then they move on to the next conquest. Hallelujah. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You know, the word declares that the love of Christ constraineth me. See, I, I was waiting for the okay, the high sign to lower the boom. And he won't let me do it. 
He won't let me to do because I'm ready to name names. Well, I got them identified. I got their name in, in my crosshairs. Waiting on the next move. So I can say, all right, Lord, I told you so. You going to let me loose now? So they're in my crosshairs. But he wouldn't let me, he wouldn't loose me tonight. I, I've been waiting on it to let for him to tell me, but he wouldn't tell me. But I believe, see, because I, I, I believe that you have enough, enough word in you, enough understanding in you of the word, enough faith in you that you will recognize and will not allow, will not allow anyone. Because, see, if you're assigned to me, if you're assigned to this ministry, I'm your head. And if you let them talk about me, they're talking about you. And that's the way you have to approach it. And you have to, I mean, you have to say it loud. And I'm proud. Wolf. What else you got to say? Wolf. What else you got to say? Wolf. Hey, y'all come over here. I want you to hear what this wolf had to say. Because this is a wolf. That's your assignment. Mark them. Mark wolves. So no one else will be caught by them. When they come to you, mark them. Say wolf. But I'm well convinced that the very next time, because I'm watching them now, the very next time, the Lord will let me loose and you won't have to mark them. Amen. Thank you, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast. We trust you received something out of today's message. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF. Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International. And always remember, be not afraid only believe, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord, and he is coming soon.